the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible warns against pride. Proverbs says in 1618, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Paul said that we're all in a race and every runner knows that it's not good to fall. And furthermore, we have more to worry about than just circumstances. For the scriptures tell us in James 4, 6, that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Learning to avoid overconfidence in ministry. That is what we're up against today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Hi there and welcome to our program. We are Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, online at highlands.us, and we're studying Chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians, Dangers of Overconfidence. Here's Pastor Layton and today's Study Verse by Verse. One of the problems with the Corinthian believers was that of being arrogant, puffed up about their own maturity. They thought they had arrived at maturity and they were beyond being able to stumble at temptation. They didn't have a problem with eating meat offered to idols. They knew that idols were nothing but sticks or stones and that meat did not affect their relationship with God one way or the other. Meat offered to idols was premium meat and premium meat was often served at celebrations. Celebrations were often held in the pagan temples that were filled with pagan worship. But that didn't bother the mature believers. They thought they were impervious to temptation. And it is just the time when a believer thinks they are impervious, that they can stand anything, that they are most vulnerable to fall. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. In Scripture, there are many examples of pride going before a fall. Just hours before denying Jesus, the Apostle Peter declared, Even if I have to die with you, I will not disown you. In the Old Testament book of Daniel, we're told of King Nebuchadnezzar, chapter 4. He was a king, not a president. He wasn't voted for. And he was the king of the greatest empire on the face of the earth at the time. As the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, Is not this the great Babylon that I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? The words were still on his lips when a voice came from heaven, saying, This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You'll be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. Immediately what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. He was driven away from the people and he ate grass like cattle. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like feathers of an eagle 
and his nails like the claws of a bird. At the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of heaven, because everything he does is right, and all his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. The Bible warns against pride. Proverbs says in 1618, pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Paul said that we're all in a race, and every runner knows that it's not good to fall. And furthermore, we have more to worry about than just circumstances, for the Scriptures tell us in James 4, 6, that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Now, in chapter 10, the Apostle Paul provides examples of people who could not fulfill their God-given calling to win others to God because they chose to take their liberties too far. The nation of Israel were God's chosen people, taken out of slavery and death in Egypt and promised a great inheritance. And God intended to use his blessings upon that people to inspire others, the entire world, to seek and desire him, the God of Israel, to be their God as well. But because of their arrogance and rebellion, God could not bless them. And then they disqualified themselves from being able to show others to God. As a result, God let the nation of Israel wander around the desert for 40 years until that entire generation had passed away except for two. And then he started over with a new generation. Let's look at the passage. And let's begin in the last verse of chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. It's a reference to the Exodus, where the nation of Israel was led miraculously by Moses through the wilderness under the protection of the glaring sun by day, a cloud, and warmed from the chill of the desert and wild animals at night by a pillar of fire. God miraculously parted the Red Sea and led the Israelites through on dry land, but the chariots and horses of Pharaoh drowned trying to follow them. God miraculously brought these people out of Egypt to be a witness for his glory. As a community, God called them to be distinct from the world so that the world would look at how God had blessed them and protected them and desire to serve the God of Israel 
as well. And Jesus has called the church out of the world to be distinct from the world so that the world can look at the church and the blessings and protections that Jesus have lavished on it and desire Jesus to be their God. But what happened to the nation of Israel can also happen to the church. Though they did not lose their salvation, they did lose their testimony and witness. Verse 2, In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food. All of them drank the same spiritual water, for they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them. And that rock was Christ. We're going to learn more about baptism in the next chapter, should the Lord tarry. Paul here was describing that though all of them received and shared in the blessings of God, not all of them pleased God. Verse 5, yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. That is, they didn't receive the fullness of God's blessing. They had all experienced the spiritual experience of baptism, communion, presence of Christ, but that did not protect them from the judgment and wrath of God, and it doesn't protect us either. Verse 6, these things happened as a warning to us so that we would not crave evil things as they did or worship idols as some of them did. The reason that many did not please God was because they were idolaters. Idolatry is the root of other sins. Martin Luther looked at the Ten Commandments and concluded that the first two were idolatry and that one would not commit any of the other eight unless they had first committed one of the first two, idolatry. So we need to pay attention to idolatry in our lives because idolatry leads to sin. What is idolatry? An idol is anyone or anything that competes for our attention and affection towards God. Even something that is good can become evil if it competes for our attention and our affection for God. The Israelites craved evil things more than they craved having a relationship with the Creator. God made us. He's our Creator. And we should worship the Creator and not created things. In Romans, Paul wrote, They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself. Next verse tells us what the result was. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For the women exchanged natural relations. And it continues describing. If we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we find a parallel. As the scriptures say, the people celebrated with feasting and drinking. And they indulged in pagan revelry. And we must not engage in sexual immorality as some of them did, causing 23,000 of them to die in one day. That passage describes an event that is found in Numbers chapter 25. While the Israelites were camped at Acacia Grove, some of the men defiled themselves by having sexual relations with the local Moabite women. These women invited them to attend sacrifices to their gods, so the Israelites feasted with them and worshipped the gods of Moab. In this way, Israel joined in the worship of Baal of Peor, causing the Lord's anger to blaze against his people. 
sexual immorality and idolatry have been related throughout human history. Another example is found in Exodus chapter 32. The Israelites had just come out of Egypt where many gods are worshipped. And that worship all, uh, sometimes involves food and wine and sex. The first time that the Moses left the camp for a few days, the Israelites resorted to their old practices and had Aaron prepare for them a golden calf. Some ate to excess and drank to the point of drunkenness and then had a sexual orgy. So although the Israelites were out of Egypt, Egypt was not out of the Israelites. Exploring the dangers of overconfidence here, not only in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, but so many illustrations the Apostle Paul pulls out of the Israelites in the book of Exodus. If you have questions about today's program, we invite you to reach out to us. A great place to start, as always, would be our website, highlands.us. Again, visit our online presence at highlands.us. From there, you'll learn more about Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, study verse by verse, and Pastor Leighton Sheely. Highlands.us. Tomorrow, we close out the week in 1 Corinthians 10. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.